Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So do remember, guys, before we get cracking with today's episode, the more you like, the more you subscribe, the bigger, the badder the guests are getting. It's one of the reasons today's show has got such amazing guests is because more people are liking and more people are subscribing. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. My name is still uh, Russell Kane at the time of recording. And this is the safe space where we get boys together, men, some of them like to call themselves. We drill into their head and we try and find out the burning question of our time. What is it that makes men tick? How do men work? Why do we ask this question? Well, we started asking it for men. There was this space where men don't talk about things, talk about their feelings, emotions, ambitions, drive, intellect, whatever. So a number of different shows and initiatives have started around the world with men talking to men and putting on their cardigans and dipping their biscuits and sharing their feelings and checking in. This is, of course, to try and battle against the rising crisis in mental health and the suicide rate in men being so disproportionately higher. All good stuff that we're battling here and all good stuff we seek to do. However, we have another remit which has emerged over the years of doing this, which is trying to explain how men's brains work to women. That's turned out to be the USP, which is why 60% of the Gjeldem are downloading this rather than men. They want to know how our brains work, the nosy cows. They want to know how we can be so loved up and still be lacking bikini pictures when no one's looking. That's another episode. You need to go back to find out what that one was all about. And today, well, I get, it's almost a two for one here. Well, it's technically a three for one. Um, because I'm, jo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by the future. Are you, are you still in the future, Gary? Or are you, are, are you all yeah, in the present yeah. now? The future's bad, still inevitable. It's badass punch fest MMA must bastard. Ian Gary <laughs> is in the house. The future, since I spoke to him last time, he's gone and created the future. There she is, this Layla. He's only gone and created the future. I mean, I didn't realise it was a literal premonition because we're joined by Layla Anna Lee, who, who's been on the podcast many times, friend of the podcast, TV presenter, sports presenter, media personality, hot yell off Instagram, whatever you want to call her. Ian's lady in real life and Ian is your man in real life, but you're up the duff. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, up the duff. I haven't heard that recently, but yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's just, it, it puts a different slant on things, doesn't it? Because once you're pregnant as a couple, that's it, man. Linked forever, inextricably linked. I mean, today's subject, just so you know, um, listeners, is drive, okay? Drive is the innate biologically determined urge to attain a goal or satisfy a need. And it just takes on a whole nother resonance, given the alcohol-free state of Layla. Um, but I just wondered, I just wondered, Ian, how does it affect your drive? Because you, there are two 
different schools of thought on this and they're completely opposite. One of my quotes, I'm a, I'm a big reader as uh, uh, listeners will be able to see you look at the clips online. There's loads of books behind me. But a lot of fiction writers say nothing will stop a novel like a pram in the hallway, meaning as soon as you've got kids, your drive goes down. But I've seen just as many people say as soon as I've got a baby in the hallway, I'm landing twice as many punches as the thought of what I'm fighting for. So does that concern you that there's an equal amount in either direction? It must go through your head a bit, Ian. I think it depends on the person, the personality, the way they they look at pregnancy, the way a lot of people in this world are very negative. There's also, there's very few that actually positively attack stuff, right? And how many times have you heard, oh, don't get pregnant, don't have a kid, like your, your, your life will change, it'll never be the same, like you don't understand. I couldn't think of anything fucking better to do than yeah. to have a baby and to like, as I said to Layla one time, it was like, it's the truest form of love when you want to create a baby, you try to create a baby together and then you go on that whole journey through parenthood and just the, the growth of a, of a little human. Like I find it baffling that like inside her stomach, there's bone, there's muscle, there's like a baby's like senses are being like made, like sight, vision, it's phenomenal and how you can't not be excited for that and the fact that like I'm hopefully like through my career I get to travel and and enjoy everything that I get to bring my son to all these different countries see all these different cultures meet all these different amazing people and enjoy it as a family that's that's my excitement by it like I'm excited I can only be excited by it I think anything else is well, that, is ridiculous that's, because that's it should exactly- be that that's exactly the way I, I was. I've got one daughter and that's the way I felt as soon as Lindsay was mm. up, up the daft phrase of the day. But just <laughs> maybe a purer question, just before I get your, your opinion, Layla, is your first like bout, your first fight after you found out you were going to be a father, did it feel different? Because my, I, if I, I'd be lying if I said I went on stage with a microphone the, that first time after Lindsay weed on the stick and said it felt, it felt, <laughs> it felt the same because it doesn't. It doesn't feel the same. You're no longer throwing punches to be in the future, the future, Gary. You're throwing punches in another way now. So there is nothing in life that is going to stop me being me in that cage. There is nothing that could that could. Yeah, but I mean, stop. did it give you an extra fuel injection? I'm asking you. Did it? Did you think, fuck? No, it's fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it made me be smarter. It made me think I've got a family. Right. I don't want to come home with a broken face or a broken eye. And like, I don't no. get hit that much anyway in fights, but if anything, it makes me want to protect everyone more. And right. it gives me that, it gives me that kind of, that sense of like, I'm going in here and I'm going to walk home the same as I've walked in so that my family, my wife, my kids, they know that I'm that good, that they, they see me go out, I come back the same and it's like, he's that good. So you know I mean, he's, he's, he's too good of a fight. He doesn't get hit. He doesn't get marked. So it's just more protection for them so that they feel confident. But at the end of the day, it was, I'm going to go in there, fuck someone up no matter what. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, late, late, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. The first time I went on stage, I was buzzing from it. I mean, I'm not like, like the sort of least aggressive comic anyway. I'm about as close as you can get to MMA without actually fighting someone. Now my comedic energy and the way I have to train and stay fit and stay on it, particularly with my age, I have to do a lot of sort of boxer type training. I actually concentrate on my fitness and it's all about um, if you're an energy comedian, precision of attack, aggression, speed, if someone shouts, wanker, all that stuff is the same. But I can remember the first time I went on stage, once Lindsay said she was pregnant, it was like, right, now I'm almost doing it for an extra human being. 
like there was a fuel injection in it. I wonder how it affects you and how you feel about your work and and life. So interestingly, I think when you say you relate it to fighting a little bit, I see that because you're so highly energetic and you're hyped up and there's a clear adrenaline that runs through you when, when you're on stage as well. So it's the same thing that Ian's dealing with. It is actually very similar. And going back to your question to Ian, his last fight was possibly his most cautious fight. I think that's fair for me, mm. for me to say that, Ian. Like you were yeah. more cautious in that fight for various reasons of which after we spoke about it, I found out you being pregnant is like at the bottom of that list. But it was one of the reasons that you were more cautious. And I don't know. I think in this world, there's like that financial pressure that you think of when you're having a child. For me personally, what it affects me is more image because I work in media and sports media. So for me, it's more like, oh, I hope they don't mind that I'm pregnant. How does it look? Do I look too, I can't get but while I'm pregnant, it's all that sort of very stereotypically bullshit image mm. things that I panic about. Um, what's the shot of the camera? What's the angle? Is it distracting? That's something that I know producers look at. It's like, oh, the belly can be a bit distracting. And it's like you have a world famous footballer next year. If you're a football fan, my stomach is not the priority. So that mm. sort of thing is what I start to worry about. The only pressure it would add is to make sure I can still show people that I'm not sick. You know, we're not completely disabled the second we're pregnant because there's <laughs> yeah. still, it is true that there's still that stereotype that, oh, she's pregnant, she can't work, she can't do anything, you know, and that's not the case. Yeah. Um, so I feel the pressure to make sure I can prove that. But that's the only pressure that I really feel. Would you say you're a driven person though, Layla? I mean, you come across driven to me. I think you're sat here talking to possibly two of the most driven people, you know driven for different reasons in different ways but like we couldn't be more ambitious but does it bother you that sort of drive it's almost like a manly sounding like we don't have gender in our language but i bet if we did it would be a l rather than a la it's sort of a masculine it's a masculine trait and that bothers me i've got I'm married to a feisty woman i've got a feisty daughter but when women are driven it can be seen as problematic like well there you go you've just said feisty and not driven right that's how we do it like women are bossy not leaders men are leaders you know like it's the language that we use um Mm -hmm. both ian and i ian more so like he's quite an anomaly in the human race full stop but ian and i are both very very driven and it does come across as a woman like i get way more shit for it than ian does ian gets celebrated for it so it is completely different which is funny though because when you look at it just like when you look at it in our family and our life i'm not the alpha i'm not the one who's, who's leading the pack who's in charge who's, who's driving everyone <laughs> forward it is it is layla like i have a different attitude in regards to like just the way i approach stuff and the way i handle things but like it is absolutely layla who is in the driver's seat when it comes to like it is on a day-to-day basis work-wise like everything we do you're in charge it's just my life that we're going off because we have a goal so we must be careful not to muddle up ambition and drive here, I think, because I think lots of people, I know, I mean, without naming people, I can name a lot of people with massive ambitions and zero drive. They are very, very unhappy individual. People that have got no ambition and no drive, I'm quite jealous of them. They're normally happy as fuck. They're like, I'm, I'm the richest person in the world. I've got my health and a roof over my head and I don't need, I'm so jealous that they've not been cursed with ambition and drive. How do we measure Drive. We know how to me- measure ambition. I just say to you, what's your ambition? You go, I want to be the best fighter for the next 20 years, not have a mark on my face. Uh, ambitious. But how can we measure the sort of drive, the force to get there? That's what we're talking about. Go on, It's Lena. when, especially like 
this story right now for Ian. So this fight, he knew he wanted to fight in Vegas, but he didn't have an opponent or a contract until literally this week. And the drive is knowing what you want, it not being in front of you and still getting up and training every day. That's the drive. Yes. It's still going yes. and doing everything in the, um, in right. the idea of an ambition that is well out of your grasp. Um, mm. And I think that's where drive is. Again, like you say, everyone has an ambition, but what are they actually doing it towards it? You know, apart from speaking mm. about it, maybe write it on an inspiration yep. board, but not actually getting up in the morning. The Netflix mm. is actually ends up being more interesting <laughs> and it doesn't connect. And it's like, look, you're, and we argue about this sometimes. I'll say like, mm-hmm. look, you're Ian, you're telling me you want X, Y, and Z but you're going to golf. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to support you, but that's not going to get you to practice, it, to practice his drive. I would add into that as well. That's obviously like spot on, but I would also add into the fact what you're willing to sacrifice. A lot of people have like that fear of missing out. Oh, well, I don't want to miss that party because it's going to be so yeah. good. It's like, well, do you want to be the best in the world? Do you want to succeed at what you're doing? Do you want to get that promotion, that job? Do you want to be happy? Do you want whatever it is? It doesn't matter what it is. You can't just expect it to happen. You've got to work for it. You've got to have that. All right. I have to sacrifice going to that party because I know I've got to wake up for me. I've got to wake up on Saturday morning to train. I've got to be up early. I've got to get my sleep. I've got to rest. It's like, mm-hmm. I know when I was growing up, when I go back to like, my amateur day as a fine, it was like my friends were traveling the world. They went like they they done backpacking across Europe, they went to Canada, they went to Thailand and Vietnam. And I didn't go because I sacrificed my time. My friends, that travel, that 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 stuff that I'll never be able to get back with that group of people for my goal that I, I knew I wanted to reach. And I have to be driven in that mindset to not go and yeah, not feel yeah. bad because I know one day I'm gonna travel the world when I fight. I'm gonna travel and see all these amazing places when I reach that point and it's, it's about sacrifice as well you've got to be yeah. willing to make the sacrifice and driven enough to stick to it mm-hmm. you're kind of saying your ambition is what you want your drive is how much you want it yeah, yeah. that's well put this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I like the idea of what Layla was saying about when drive is not attached to ambition, pure drive. And I could really identify with that. In the, I mean, the stand-up world is almost more cruel than being a professional footballer or something because it's a mystery when my career is going to end. There are no 50-year-old four attackers playing for, playing in the Premier League. There are none. But whereas there are some 80-year-old comedians with strands of hair or people will come and see them moan into a microphone. So sometimes when you're not the flavour of the month, when you have lost a fight, I'm speaking metaphorically, like you've fucked up a show or you're, you're not on form, you have to have the drive to do the, the gigs, the club gigs, go back into the club for no money, to just keep honing the comedic muscle to drive it forward till one day a new ambition drifts along and you've kept that muscle toned, ready to reach for that ambition. That's very much what was going on when you weren't travelling the world. You're working towards maybe ambitions and goals that weren't even presenting themselves yet. It's a brilliant life tip, that, actually. Yours is actually way harder than ours, if you think about it, because yeah. mine, I kind of get an email about a gig. Yours... Ian will get an email about a UFC fight. Russell, yours, you, your drive has to be for your own shows to create your own things. No one's just going to, you know, apart from your TV show, no one's going to email you and tell you, oh, let's do this. Like you're creating all of that. So your drive is really how you create and want your entire life to be. And I've always yeah. believed that if we don't have our own drive and create our own path, then society will create that path for you then you're going to mm -hmm. end up on the flow of whatever society creates for you, going and doing a job that has nothing to do with you. It also kind of comes back to like putting that energy out there. It's like you have to vocalize it to people and speak about it because I know that I like when, when I spoke to friends who aren't happy in a job, but they kind of just stayed in the job because it was easier than quitting and going out and trying and find a new one. It's like you're accepting something that's not good enough because you're not willing to put yourself out there in a position where you have to go and search for other things. Like you're happier being unhappy and having that money coming in than quitting your job, not having money and going out and looking for something that's going to make you happier. It's like yeah. that you have to put that out there to the world as well. You have to have that positive mindset. It's like, all right, look, I'm going to quit the job and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find something I like. I'm going to do what I want. And I think when you're talking about like social normalities, it's like people just settle for something that's not good enough. And you need to go, yeah. fuck that, I'm better than this. I deserve better. I'm going to go out there and get it and find it. And you kind yeah. of have to have some friends and people around you to kick you up the ass at times. Absolutely. I, just, I, was, I don't know if you know who Simon Sinek is. He's like this, um, he wrote this book called Find Your Why. It's like inspirational book. It takes something with a pinch of salt. But the other day I heard him say something amazing about living in a post-COVID world. This is off the back of what you were saying, Ian. So before COVID, there were people unhappy in jobs. So they would rather take the money and be unhappy. Why? Because the fear of the risk of being driven beyond that. What will happen? What happened in COVID is we had no jobs. We had no way of earning money. Guess what? Most of those people, they didn't starve. They didn't die. They sort of worked it out. So what Simon Sinek was saying is the unknown turned out to actually be not too bad after all. So as we come into 2022 post-COVID, people think unhappy with shit money or unknown. Well, I've already done unknown. It's not that bad. Fuck it. I resign. 
So we should, it's called the great resignation wave. It's happening at the moment. Lots of people are jacking in their jobs. That makes me think the way you're saying like the risk of the unknown. That's like saying, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything for the rest of my life because my yeah. life is unknown. Do you know what I mean? Like the risk of what? The risk of living. Like you don't yeah. know what's going to happen. You don't know what the world has to offer you. Go out there and fucking find it. Go out there and, and attack it and see what happens. And you know what? If it is shit and you don't find anything, then go backwards and start again. It's okay. Yes. Say it. I've said to myself for years, and I've said this since day one when I decided that I was going to do this career, and it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. I don't want to sit down at a dinner table in a couple of years with friends and family or whatever it may be and go, oh, I could have done that. Like I could have been up there. I could have been one of the best in the world. But I just didn't, I didn't commit to it. I didn't do it. It's like I'd much rather sat, be sat on this spot right now and say I failed at it. I gave it a fucking shot. Do you know what I mean? Then never ever give it the, give it a go. And I think that's drive is 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 having a confidence that no matter what you're going to do is going forward and not looking backwards and when you reach a problem or adversity you overcome it and you keep going you keep going because life is life is never ending do you know what i mean it is unknown you've got to keep going that's where you've hit the nail on the head because drive is hugely related i believe to self-belief and he's just mentioned confidence there because how are you going to have the confidence to take the jump and take the risk which for most people is like a lack of security in some form (laughs) how are you going to do that if you don't believe in yourself and people settle because of the lack of confidence in that risk this covid pandemic enabling us to see that the risk maybe for some people wasn't as bad as they thought so they can take that risk is one step but to maintain it when safety is a little bit easier, you know, the lowest hanging fruit is a nine to five Mm -hmm. with the secured payment at the end of the month to maintain that needs that self-belief. So I don't know how many people who've taken on a a self-employment or freelance lifestyle will maintain it. Well, there's a wave of, they're calling it the great resignation wave. A lot lot of people have gone back and gone, well, actually being unemployed wasn't that bad. So if that's as worse as it's going to get, I might as well go unemployed for a while and, and get driven to chase my dreams and see what the fuck happens. But you so need ha- that drive to be maintained true, constantly true, true, true. for true, years true, true. when true, shit true. hits the fan. I just, oh, just want to move it on a bit to talk about the, some more of the stereotypes because that's what we're about breaking down here. Or sadly, many of them turning out to be true, <laughs> lads. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing this is where we will diverge um, between sort of fighting and comedy. There's a lot of emotion that you have to get on top of with comedy all the time because when you present yourself as a comedian to the world, it's actually sort of your your actual whole self and your ego you're putting up there to be rejected or accepted. Whereas the closest thing I've done to it is say write a play that everyone hated. It didn't hurt anywhere near as much because they hated the play. Or if I've entered, uh, like done a sport relief competition, yeah, I wasn't the fastest, but I'm still me at the end of the day. Whereas when you do stand up, it's you they fucking hate. So there's a complicated interplay with emotion and drive. And stereotypically, we say that women are more emotionally driven than men. So I wanted to, um, that's the stereotype, Layla. I didn't create it. There was a lot of men who came before me, Vikings and shit, that started this. So uh, I just wondered what you thought of that, because I know emotion is, it's not true for me. It's a massive, it's all mixed in with my drive. It has to be. I love the way you express how you do it and what you do, because what you're saying is that you have a very vulnerable position when you're on stage. And it's exactly the same for Ian, because at the end of the day, however much you're in a wonderful team and you have support and you have all the best training facilities, Ian's in that octagon on his own. 
and it's a very physically and emotionally vulnerable position to be in. So tell us about that, because I know I never hear fighters speak about the emotional vulnerability of fighting. When you listen to footballers, I spoke to a few presidents, it's about turning the emotion and the intellect down so you're in a pure physical space. So what's going on with the emotions then? Do tell. So I have a different mindset to everyone in regards to fighting. People try to like separate their life from the fight and they like just heavily focus on, oh, I'm a fighter and this. No, I'm a fucking, I'm me. Like I am me. And when I step into that cage, there's just a different ego inside me that comes out and turn and it, it's a, just more vicious. I just, I want blood. I want aggression. I want to see a man fall and like hit him so hard that I'm like, is he dead? Like, is, is, is this going <laughs> to happen? Like, is, have I just did that? But every step of the way, like, I use emotion. Like, I remember sitting out back in my last fight and everyone was around me. My teammates were all there. Everyone was warming up. And I sit, I sit down every single time. I put on my gear. I zip up my top. I put my hood up. I sit there and I just breathe. And I just think of everything, everything that's gone on in the last couple of weeks, whether it be positive, whether it be negative, whether it be, like, Let's just say, for example, an argument that me and Layla had over work or what we were going to do after this fight or, or a good time that we had with, where the family, where we went out, we spent time together at the beach, something. All of those emotions, all of those feelings, I sit there and I breathe and then I think, I do this for me and for everyone that I'm surrounded by. And then when I get into that cage, it's just me. I, I use that energy of everyone that I'm surrounded by on a daily basis that want to help see me succeed, that want to help me succeed. And I use that positivity to drive me forward. And I fucking love negativity. I love it because every time I go into that cage and people sit there and they're like, he's shit, he's a nobody, he's getting fed cans, he's never going to be this, this, and this. The one thing in life, this goes through every single person on this planet. There's no one on this planet I will prove this to more. I love when people give me the opportunity to prove them wrong but <laughs> i even love it more when i prove myself right and that's yeah. the emotion that i go in there every time i step into that cage i don't care what's been said i don't care what people's opinions are when i go in there and i win and i do what i do best and i knock someone out or i beat the shit out of someone for 15 minutes i'm proving myself right and everything that i've done right and all the negativity and all the positivity whatever it is it doesn't matter once i've gone in there and done what i do that's that's my attitude okay we're going to take a break there that's the end of part one want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com 